Welcome everyone to the Lighter Mind Podcast. In the Lighter Mind, we explore spirituality, personal growth, trauma, recovery, and the path to wholeness. The Lighter Mind Podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any forms of mental illness. We are not licensed therapists unless otherwise noted, and these are experiential conversations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Lighter Mind Podcast. I have got Alan and Crow, and we have a special guest, Mr. Adam V. Hill, over here. And I'm going to pass it over to him so he can tell us, like, you know, who are you? Yeah. Uh, what do you do? Where'd you come from? Yeah. Why are you here? Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> Not to throw it right in your lap, but there you if are. You, if you could see Adam, we, we, I would say we strong-armed him, but... Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 if you all listeners could see this, nobody's strong-arming no. Adam Hill. Adam, well, what's up? What's up, man? Uh, thank you guys for having me. Adam Unbreakable Hills with the Call Me in the MMA community. Um, I own Unbreakable Ministries as well as um, Unbreakable Concrete and professional MMA fighter from Denver, Colorado. Yep. Rad. Glad to be yeah. here. Cool. Nice. Super cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, so we're not strong in, strong arming you into yeah. anything. No. no. Well, thanks so much for coming, man. Yeah. So, it, so, Crow, it looks like you ran into Adam at the gym. Yeah. And so how did this how did this connection kind of start here? You know, this is crazy. I think uh uh Adam saved me from from crushing myself on one of the weight machines one time <laughs> and he could have sat there and laughed and I thought this dude's for real and I'm just this scrawny dude in a gym, but you know, I got a vibe from him right away, yeah. I got to tell you. And mm-hmm. I think after that, we'd, we'd see each other, just yeah. kind of like, you know, and he'd always just kind of point at me, like, I don't know if it was a warning, like, don't get yourself into trouble on these weights anymore, or what, <laughs> what the story was. But I think it really what it comes down to is a vibe knows a vibe, an energy knows an energy. Mm-hmm. And finally one day, you know, he, he calls me over, and I thought, oh, Jesus, this is it. <laughs> I'm going to die. And he said, what's your story, man? He goes, you got good energy. Yeah. And I said, so do you. I remember you... seeing a servant's heart. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. I think like knows like. Amen. And it's like uh, definitely a servant's <clears throat> heart. And you get an energy. And in this community, uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's sobriety knows sobriety. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. it's it's recovery knows recovery. Mm. You can you can just smell it on people on you know when you walk by. It's like you've been through the some shit. Oh yeah. And uh, <clears throat> then I you you told me really really quick. You rifled off a little bit of your background, yeah. who you are, and what you did. And all I got was the, the, the quick background that I remembered. And then you said, man, I turned it all over. And once you said that, I went, that's recovery right there. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, you completely turned it around. But you, we got to unwind this thing. You said that you had spent some time in prison before yeah. you went into MMA, yep. before you turned it all over. Um, how do you... Go, what what is the deal? All right, so to take it all the way back to the beginning, um, major addict ever since I was a kid. You know, uh, you know, growing up fighting, I was a four and undefeated fighter. You know, thought thought that I had you know control of my life. 
on my way to the Ultimate Fighter in the UFC. Um, so, and I had a and new concrete. Bed. How old were you at that time? I was 21 years old. 21. Yeah. Where did you live? Here in Colorado? In Denver. In Denver. in Denver. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. yeah, that's where I was with my dad. I didn't really know my mom at the time. She wasn't around um, until just recently, which was a blessing. So. Yeah. Um, so undefeated, you know what I mean? Turned pro as a fighter, um, as well as own a concrete company. And so on my way to, to the Ultimate Fighter, I had four separate cases out of four separate counties, kind of letting the world and the flesh take control. You know what I mean? And I was falling victim to addiction, falling addiction to self, to pride, to ego, uh, to so many things that a lot of us fail to, you know, the root of sin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I was kind of talking with God, God, why are you taking me, you know, to jail you know i did all this and god's god's like no 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 you know what i mean like <laughs> i gave you this ability you know what i mean and uh which was a you know everything happens for a reason so um i remember that night i remember part of my testimony is i, I drove up to a stop sign i was going to go out and drink with my dad that night it's just how i knew my dad our relationship was and i remember i pulled up to the stop sign and you know i hear this voice say your way or my way so i was like wow you know what i mean I, i've never heard god i've never know felt a decision like that never Mm -hmm. felt his presence i was goosebumps i got scared you know so i drove off thinking nothing of it but still in the back of my mind your way or my way you know i was gonna get sober the next day i think on monday and god's like no pick up your cross and follow me now that's today you know what i mean not when you're ready or you're convenient you know at your convenience but um so i remember long story short 158 years i was facing uh in prison the rest of my life lost everything kids family house company career not only was i not going to be one of the best fighters in the world i was never going to see daylight again or my family um so i ended up you know facing um fighting that case for 13 months in in el paso or adams county taking a seven-year bid i ended up doing three and a half years on that seven and i had everything set in place you know i thought i was you know ready to succeed i was turn my life over to the lord you know i wasn't acting up doing gang banging in, in in prison or nothing like that prison uh prison ministries doing you know purpose-driven life books and stuff like that well i didn't know how to fill the gap i knew where the you know where i was and where i wanted to be the goal right and i didn't have the resources and that's where my ministries focused on p- giving people the resources to you know succeed well i ended up getting out and feeling worse than I've ever felt before shooting dope I mean getting high and it was just it was horrible man um so I was out for 10 days and I remember I let down everybody around me and I remember that I had felt like such a failure so that was my biggest thing my my relationship with my father and this is what I kind of some of my ministries is on right now is the traumas that we have from our parents you know what I mean the connection and the bond that I had to my dad to always make him proud and the approval that I got to him mm-hmm. I never had, so I felt like a failure to myself, you know what I mean? And that failure I felt now, not only to everybody around me, but to myself, to where I was, you know, doing dope that had fentanyl in it to take myself out, you know what I mean? Because Intentionally. Yeah, absolutely. So somebody that deals with mental health, you know, you know, teetering with suicide, you know what I mean? Those thoughts of suicide, I can definitely understand, um, yeah. as well as addiction and so many other things i remember one day uh it was 221 22 and i remember getting behind the wheel after being up for 10 days did a bunch of you know drugs and it had fentanyl in it and i remember i had over i woke up and there was blood everywhere foam everywhere and i had overdosed and i remember on that day god said death or life well 
I knew I should have been dead already. You know what I mean? There's no way I should be coming up with blood everywhere, you know, phone coming out. And I, I, I don't mean to get too deep into that, but I remember the feeling of death or life was so real to me. It, it shook me. And on 2-22-22, I chose life for the first time. Um, and I've been sober ever since. So praise God. Um, praise so God. Yeah. And ever since then, man, I, I told God, I said, every opportunity you give me, everything you need me to do, I will follow with the utmost diligence and eagerness. You know what I mean? You want me to start a ministry? I'm doing it. You want me to, you know, help out a church? You want me to give money to the homeless? I'm doing it because I shouldn't be alive. There's there's no way. So, um, you know, and thank God he gave me the ability to fight again. I'm the number one light heavyweight in Colorado right now. Um, yeah. But that's just, you know, <laughs> as, you know what I mean? that's sick, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But you know, as a goal before before I knew the Lord and the greater, you know, the greater cause was that was my goal. Now this is just a platform. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Utilizing this to save the lives of many. You know, Genesis fifty twenty. So right. Yeah. Here just to. Yeah. Well, it's tough to let go, right, of the wheel. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I mean, that's part of that claim your power thing. Like one of the. 40 days you're doing you're like all right i gotta let go of the steering wheel and let the higher power take it absolutely and yeah. that's super hard and it's yeah. you know it's scary mm -hmm. right i oh, mean because yeah. you had your life that you knew what it was yeah and it, it may not have been like healthy or good but you right. you were in your box and you knew your box yeah. right oh, yeah and mm -hmm. saying stepping out of it and like letting go is really hard and absolutely. turning yourself over mm -hmm. to a higher power is really mm scary it's you know yeah. i mean it's it's not scary but it is scary right because yeah. you don't know like you're letting go of control yeah and yeah. we all want it like at least in my mind i want to have that control and that's like doing the drugs well you kyle you know it's it, you're in control like i'm gonna do these drugs hmm. i'm gonna drink i'm gonna drink i'm gonna eat right 300 pounds right mm -hmm. but i'm in control of it right? it, it almost sounds from your story though like there was no question. No. You wasn't. just said, take it. Yeah. Take it. Yeah. yeah. And and I, I love that. That's surrender. They say a greatness of a man's power is in the measure of a surrender. Amen. Yeah. I always say that. Mm. That is my, yeah. the, de the, the way down is the way up. Amen. Yeah. And it, the depth of your humility is equal to. Yeah, to how high you right. can go up. Freedom. Is how much you can go down. Amen. And when you think that you know, you can't go down any further. That's bullshit. <laughs> there's yeah. further to go down. Yeah. Because it, it, and there's more responsibility to claim. Amen. And I, I just, I, I love that. Yeah. I like that about that moment at the stop sign. Because mm -hmm. I can relate. I can relate in in yeah. my story, and I, I, I don't really go into it that much, but. Man, there was something powerful the day I woke up mm. off my couch on those benders night and day, right. and I measured out a pint glass of vodka. It was like an, my hourglass, right. and it was just straight vodka. But I would drink it down to a quarter, then I knew that that would knock me out until 2 a.m. Then the rest at 2 a.m. would knock me out until 10, yeah. and then I would start over. And I did this for I don't even know how long until one day I woke up and I had that same when you said your stop sign experience yeah. and you don't know where that where it's almost this visceral comes from inside you and outside you at the same time where Absolutely. it's just telling you now 
it's enough yeah N now yeah not tomorrow because i had that feeling that same feeling yeah. of of ah i'll sober up tomorrow yeah. i'll get to it tomorrow and my phone was sitting right there and that voice man there's power in same that. one yeah. as your yeah, stop absolutely. sign yeah. you know and you would not remember that was it not so profound yeah absolutely profound. it's like deep in the depths of our humility do we find our surrender mm. i feel yeah. like that's kind of like that's exactly I like that that's yeah. kind of where mine mine was too it sounds like your your moment of surrender was so profound because i and i think that mine my relationship with my higher power and god was so it was so challenging at first because like like you were saying earlier like i truly for as just like a safety precaution i want to control everything around me hmm. and but it sounds like as soon as you were able to surrender you gave your life up to service which is something that i know crow does as well mm -hmm. um and it's something that i'm trying to that i need to be better at me too <laughs> you know but i'm also but i'm also right where i need to be amen right you now. are you I mean, started this whole podcast you started all of this you just Let's pulled go. all of us into your dream this this was kind of the intent the i think the intention of this podcast originally was um for you for what this was for this amen. is to be able to like is to be able to spread the message of myself my experiences your experience your experience your experience everyone else's you know every guest that we have on here because i think that um we I, I think that everyone's unique experience has such a profound effect on people whether you know it or not i mean just being able to relate to people on addiction or uh, suicidal ideation or having like those rock bottom moments or something like sometimes that actually I know that like when I was getting sober at first that helped me a lot because it made me feel like I wasn't alone yeah absolutely. Right. yeah and I think it gives hope I mean to it me does. yeah, yeah absolutely. Is hope, you know absolutely. I mean the fact that the four of us are here and alive is unbelievable really right. you know <laughs> yeah that is and, true you know, and that yeah. we can we can speak from our hearts that there's hope and that because there's so many people i mean and it's worse i think worse than ever especially after the pandemic and the shutdowns oh, and yeah. everyone being oh, isolated yeah. that was the awful. fear losing, losing connection and to others and you know the hope was gone like i mean it seems so dark so the fact that the world came through it and the four of us are sitting here is a testimony to what can happen right. to you to yeah. anyone and right. I, I mean to me when i listen back to the podcast i mean i'm always like you know trying to be listening to it with objectively like i don't know what these people who these people are and that's you know the message and i think your message yeah. is one like look my message it's... is i'm a total screw up but through something greater than myself i can rise to a higher level and mm -hmm. and i can help others and i think that's a beautiful thing you're doing like yeah. you know because people get out of you know whatever situation coming out of jail prison you know or even us who i mean you you were in yeah. detox but you went yeah. to jail you've been in jail i haven't yeah. but i was like how do you do this you, yeah. right like i want to change my life but i'm just a simple guy right it doesn't know anything we're just simple people right. but it's the power of your story it's unique for a reason yes yeah, right. absolutely yeah and it's like every single human on the planet 
has a story that needs mm-hmm. to be heard. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole principal point, I think, into recovery, is the power of the story. Nobody wants your gold. Nobody wants your T-shirts, your everything else in the world. They don't want a widget, something, you know, they want your story. Yeah, they don't want to hear your diplomas. They don't want to hear <clears throat> no. none of that. They want to hear your stories they don't so they hear can relate and process the emotions right. and right. everything you're going through. Absolutely. Well, we had coffee right. with a friend this morning. We had that same, Chris had the yeah. same thing. We were talking to him like he's in school for therapy, which is great. Right. But I find talking to him with no diplomas in it much more rewarding than a therapist, yeah. right? What because it we've lived it, right? <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. understand it. Right, you mm-hmm. understand what people are going through. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like some, you know, egghead that never got in trouble, never did anything stupid, but you know, it's sitting there on a couch looking at you. Like, dude, you don't even know what I've been through. Well, but yeah, no, no. So, but you no. talk to him. I talk to you. I'm like, yeah. these dudes have lived it. Kyle, he's lived it. <laughs> right. You know. Um, no. Yeah, there's there's way more to this whole story. I mean, there yeah. you you got into a lot, but you packed it in very very quick. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it sounds like there that wasn't the only sort of breaking in. I don't know uh, visitation. I I like to, I kind of refer to it in my life in my recovery. Yeah, is that there wasn't just one incident. Of that higher power breaking and giving, no. sending you that message. No. There's a follow-up, what I called the follow-up, and I had about two of them. And uh, I don't talk about them much, but they're so crazy. One was a dream that I'm pretty, pretty sure I woke myself up out of before I actually had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. So some would say it was a near death. <clears throat> and it was uh, incredibly profound and impactful. And I, in that moment, in that dream, in that visit, in that vision, I had a choice. Right. And I, I man, I was ready. I was ready to, to go. Um, but then I also, in that vision, had a, 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 a stark sort of realization. I got way too much to do. Right. And I love it here in this reality, whatever you want to call it. But it sounds like there was in years too. Yeah, absolutely. You didn't just it's have so one. It's like, yeah. here, this is another backhand across the face yeah. to, to, you know, so that you don't forget. Yeah, they say pain is God's megaphone. He's going to get your attention when, when you need. You know what I mean? <laughs> He's going to speak out to you for sure. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That is awesome. Uh, well, what I wanted to hear about. <clears throat> I want to hear about like your various like projects and businesses and stuff that you're that you're kind of working with the community, homeless addiction, all that kind of stuff. You mentioned it a little bit. Yeah, so we're I mean we're partnered with a lot of people. The Sanctuary Church, which is like the hub church for everything that we have going on. Uh, the Phoenix Center. I don't know if you guys heard of the Phoenix Center. So oh yeah, is it Phoenix oh, multi-sport? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, oh yeah, me, me and Dan. <laughs> they Hugo, do great work. Yeah, that's my brother from another mother right there. So I teach nice. the the boxing on Saturday nights yeah then we have another uh, group on Friday nights which is called Gabor Warrior of God which is Andrew Crosser which I mean want to get the word out about that as well yeah uh, yeah. men's group is BJJ and I I shared my testimony last Friday and gave scripture on that one so just a bunch of group of guys coming in rolling with each other beating each other up and then you know sharing sharing (laughs) you know the love of God after that 
Um, then we have, uh, so we're going into, me and Dan Hugo are going into the prisons to, to take Unbreakable Ministries into the prisons and help people transition out, uh, create sober living homes. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard uh, Rob Decker with Rises Lions. I don't think I have. He's pretty big out here, and he's um, he powerful. He's okay. a, he's a, he's a beautiful story and a, a great dude. Rob Decker. Yeah, Rob okay. Decker with Rises Lions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna open up a building. It'll be the bridge, Rises Lions, and Unbreakable Ministries. Open up a building, which we hope turns into a church. It'll have you know mental health fellowship. Um, physical therapy, MMA, CrossFit, and everything like that, helping people transition from prisons out, you know, into the community. This will be here in town in Colorado yeah. Springs. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, fair. I want to get in on this. Yeah, so we'll have a building, you know, hopefully soon. You okay. I mean? um, as well, I mean, we got all kinds of different stuff: Bible studies, uh, roar groups, Jose Renteria with Servanthood Ministries, uh, Rep Your Recovery, which goes into the prisons as well. I mean, all kinds of things. You know, my podcast, Unbreakable Messages. Yes. Mm-hmm. We're trying to do everything. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Wherever right. God leads, we're, yeah. we're following. Yeah, we're trying to be a shepherd for his kingdom. Yeah. Um, That's fantastic. Hey, man. Yeah. What, what, That's cool. What keeps you dedicated to your faith? Uh, seeing in people what I have, I've been brought from, the grace of God in these people. You know what I mean? You know, these people that, are, you know, I'm, you know, in ministry with I've been way worse you know what I mean I've seen myself in such pain and misery that I don't want to see them go through those things anymore mm. you know what I mean and it gets me emotional now even thinking about it because mm-hmm. I've been in the in, in a ditch you know overdose you know what I'm saying where somebody has brought me out of that like I call them God's angels at one time that pulled me out and gave me another chance you know what I mean so mm-hmm. I invest everything I can into these people you know if they're a lot of people, we, I, I'm becoming a recovery coach as well. They're like, you know, turn your phone off at a certain time and, you know, have the boundaries. I'm like, no, because that's when the calls come. You know what I mean? That's when mm-hmm. God wants me to answer these calls the toughest times. Mm-hmm. So I see a broken heart. And, I, you know, I'm still, you know, recovering and trying to recover and, you know, become whole myself. So when I see a broken heart or somebody needed to get out of a life that they don't want and become better and successful i want to do everything i can pour yeah. my heart out into him you yeah know i mean that agape no, love that makes Absolutely. a lot of sense yeah. I, I i almost feel a slight obligation mm. uh because i've been like they say that like we keep like the gift of sobriety by giving it away mm. and i feel like for me i was truly given like the gift of life and the gift of sobriety yes. because i would I had one I had another one of those moments I mean similar to you guys where I was given the choice between like life or death and when I hit my rock bottom I was I I had that that intuitive instinct that like if I don't get sober I'm not going to make it to my next birthday and that was a gift for me and I I, I feel like it, it is almost my responsibility to be able to give that back to other people now. Mm. And and also for the same, you know, seeing that broken heart, like it is, it I've been there before and I can empathize on such a deep level yeah. that it's difficult for me to just be like a bystander and watch people suffer yeah. through the same things that I went through because I know how painful it is. Absolutely. Which brings a whole new meaning to the word meaning. Mm. So you have a choice to live, you know, or in those moments like you behind the wheel in that ditch, you, you, you know, or myself, I, we could, we could die, mm-hmm. but, but it brings meaning to life. And that meaning isn't just to live for yourself anymore. 
That's not meaning. Yeah. That's not where joy comes from. It's purpose through service. Through purpose, yeah. amen. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. that's the total reason that we're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, everybody thinks, well, I don't have a purpose. Your purpose is in your story. You're a walking mm. fucking <laughs> piece of art. That's God. Yeah. You were created per- perfect that way. So yeah. find yourself and tell your story because you are the art you are it you know and if you don't then that just tells me you're nothing but a blank canvas waiting you know to to arrive to to find yourself absolutely so you know that to bring that out in people but um it does give focus to the word meaning there's something else too in that 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 uh, Kyle had mentioned the word. Well, there's a couple of words. One is grace mm. that I wanted to get on today, which is sometimes <laughs> if people ask, man, how do you do this or how do you do that? It's like, man, I don't know. It's just all I can throw up my hands and say it's grace mm. because not everybody can just sober up or you know they they got to go through a whole series of things like you did. I didn't have to do that. Um, but at the same time, I couldn't, I didn't have insurance. I couldn't afford, you know, therapist. I couldn't afford a recovery center. I just had to, you know, get out there and search and do it on my own. And a lot of help with, uh, you know, your typical ways downtown and downtown groups and whatnot. But um, through humility as you guys have talked about and all that but more than that i think it it is a large amount of grace Absolutely. that we have to realize is there has been there all all along mm-hmm. and then once we find that we get into a, a state where that is our state mm-hmm. and you refer to that and kyle referred to it i call it the flow yeah that becomes our new flow state yeah. that we just live into and that's you know the difference of power versus force and you're not fighting you're not yeah. fighting against you know the world you've released you've it's counterintuitive you know you stop fighting and then you work as the channel and just shut up and listen and get out of the way of yourself yeah and allow that that power to come into you then yeah. it just becomes more than you ever ever dreamed it would Amen. be and that's 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 the power of your story is now you know um you, you, i think it was deepak Chopra that said you know you speak to somebody's head you'll you you change their mind you speak mm-hmm. to their heart you'll change their their heart but if like you that. speak through your story now you're transforming lives I like that. So, yeah, yeah, that's what you do. That's yeah. what you do. It's the art of contentment. It's you know we we are told these these views and these paradigms in life that have been passed down from generation to generation. So we have to unbecome who we think we are to become who we're truly meant to be. Oh, I just got chills. That's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's a, a beauty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah. real good. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. absolutely it. You're deconstructing yourself. Absolutely. You're all your false images, all your false narratives, just they, you have to burn it. Mm. Yeah, we have to get out of our own way. Too. Amen. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think I'm my biggest uh, stumbling block all the time. Oh, I got a tattoo on my arm, man. I got a tattoo on my arm that says I'm my own worst yeah. enemy. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just this last week, there are a few times I'm like, what are you doing? 
Mm-hmm. You know, why are you doing this? Get out of your own way. You know, mm-hmm. like you just, you know, again, it wasn't, I'm holding, I'm gripping that steering wheel. Like, yeah. no, no, just go. <laughs> I know it's going to work if yeah. I just keep fighting yeah. this. There's a brick wall coming at me, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, so, yeah. No, I think it's great. And so, what do you find is your biggest challenge now? Like, when, when guys come out, is it's, in the ring? No, no, I'm not saying in the ring. I'm saying when they come out of prison. Oh, out of so prison. They're coming I'm sorry. out and they're coming to you. Are they are they pretty open or you know? I mean, just... depends case by case. But a lot of people, you know, they got to get out of their own way. You know right. what I mean? You give them a plan and they have to want it. You know what I mean? That's why I don't believe in intervention because if they don't want it, it's not going to work. You right. know what I mean? Just like anything in life. So we provide yeah. the resources. We provide the goals and everything. But you got you know, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't let them right. you know, make them Yeah, drink, and I think, you know I mean, with Chris having observed Chris's go from the, the depths that he was in when he lived with us here mm-hmm. in that next room over um, to now, you know, there were times I'm like, I would just look at him and be like, nothing I can do nothing, no. you, know? you can yeah. talk and talk all you want but and I was in no place yeah. since I was brewing beer and there was kegs of beer in the basement here for us to drink I couldn't be like hey dude you're drinking too much hey you're <laughs> drinking too much of my beer yeah. which, no, which it, it was yeah. a fact yeah. and yeah. at that point you know, by the time Chris moved in I realized how unhealthy I had gotten so I was like getting ready to change my life mm-hmm. but you know so for me it's like I get that right like I couldn't yeah. Until yeah. he wanted it, you know, and it it took a while after it was probably and and again that that wanted it was, uh, you know, I don't know where all that came from either. That was your stop sign moment sitting there. We're just like, yeah. where did that come from? You know, and it, something woke my ass up that day on that couch. Yeah, because there's no reason I should have woken up. Yeah, I mean, I, I I was so so intoxicated that day. And I woke up and I thought very, very clearly in the head. And I looked around my room and the first word out of my mouth that came off my lips was selfish. Hmm. Selfish. Yeah. Look at how... And then this voice came into me and outside of me at the same time that said, you know, I have given you so much talent, so much skill all your life. And this is the best you can do. This is how you repay me? It was so it was outside of me speaking yeah. to me and then it yeah. just said, I'm done with you. Right. I'm done. And now is the time and I thought to myself, then you know, Crow comes back in his head and says, oh, I'll pick up the phone tomorrow and it said, No, the time is now. Yeah. There's yeah. no more waiting. Yeah, there's always And I made tomorrow, that call. Right? Yeah. I made that call right then and there and then I haven't drank since. Amen. Let's yeah, go. So that's almost almost seven years. Yeah. Almost oh, seven yeah. years now. So, um, Heck yeah. Yeah, but it's that thing of, of not. No, you know it when it's your time. And like you said, those folks that that come out, I see that all the time too. Yeah. So when they relapse, man, I take it personal. You know what I mean? I pour my heart out into them. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. And they tell us, you know, you, you can't create a relationship with these people, you know, keep it separate, you know, keep them as, you know, clients. And it's, I can't do that. You know, right. I yeah, love these people. Yeah. And right it's, it's hard, especially, um, and I learned through going through the recovery coach training and stuff myself was, it was one of the biggest things that really stuck with me was like removing my own biases and like my own expectations on how I think people yes. are supposed to show up. 
And I think that that that's like another point of of surrender for me mm-hmm. is when you have because I've I've worked with countless clients in mental health facilities and then I've been in mental health facilities and rehabs and stuff myself and I I I had a really difficult time like you just like taking it personally because it's especially like when you go when you go above the the standard that people expect from you to like to try to help them and to try to you know try to get them food try to get them food stamps try to like help them find a job or anything then they end up relapsing that is like that that can be almost like crippling Mm. but then i almost had to take it back to my own experience of like when i was getting high it was not about anyone else like this was this was like like you were saying it's selfish like it is it, it is my experience this is like something that i'm doing to myself these are my demons that i'm fighting right now has nothing to do with anyone else around me and that point of of surrender of like like you were saying that like you can lead a horse to water you know and i think that sometimes you just have to like give it up and and like for me i really had to surrender to surrender to that experience of understanding that like this isn't their time right now and it's and like they still have demons that they have to fight they still have they still have battles that i like i can't see and that i won't ever understand and um unfortunately like some people don't make it out of the battlefield you know and i think that that's like that's the thing that like that keeps me up sometimes at night i mean just because it's because i understand that like there's a statistic and realistically like the three of us are because you're not like in the addict realm no not necessarily but the three of us mental 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 right yeah yeah so the statistic what is the statistic so the statistic so when i was working my first job at a rehab um our success rate was 10%. Ten percent. So that's perfect. Eight out of ten. So I think it. One out of ten is successful. So well, so they give you an give you an idea. Yeah, one out of ten. Ours was ten percent, and we were seen above average. So like twelve percent. So it's like, (laughs) so so the so the actual so it is like it's about one out of ten, one out of maybe one out of fifteen, yeah, or something like that. And so realistically. We're beating the statistic right now just by sitting here being alive. Let's go. And that's the thing. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like we're beating the statistic, but the other thing that's really sad is that a lot is that ninety percent of the people are not. Right. Right. Well, you know? I think for me, and having not been addicted to drugs or alcohol, really, I guess I wasn't really addicted. But. Mm-hmm. The, you know, it's the obstacle is the way thing that you know Marcus Aurelius thing, right? Yep. So. I think coming out of addiction and going into recovery, you're used to taking the easy path. This is the path. This is the box, right? The same thing. Right. The straight path. This path I've been on, it's easy. I know what it is, right? Because it's familiar. Right. It's familiar. So then you have to think, all right, so I need to get from this point to that point, which you discussed earlier, but in in that way is a giant mountain. And you never know. You might get to one peak and all of a sudden see three more peaks behind that. Before you get but, to the goal, and that it's hard. Like people don't want hard things. I have a friend right. 
who I worked with, and he's a great dude. And he has the same kind of thing I'm going to go get. They're going to look up the cornhole this yeah. Friday, right, to mm -hmm. figure out what's going on with me. He has the same problem. I said, you need to work on your diet. He's very overweight. Yeah. And I see pictures of him, like, eating just junk food at restaurants. I'm like, he, he was in the hospital. They were going to take his colon out. And I'm like, dude, I know it sucks to eat healthy and work out. But the op other option is you're going to be pooping in a bag for the next 40 years. Right. Which do yeah. you do? Yeah. You know, so I think for all, for anyone, like, it wasn't easy it's, for you, It's right? fear. Right. It's right? fear, right? Right. It's fear. Yeah. Well, fear of the is that what you, you know, when you look at climbing those mountains, what happens after you climb those mountains? You're made stronger. So they say in James, you know, those trials and tribulations we should look forward to because it's like a sword in the fire. We are fortified. We is are that made a, stronger. Do you suppose that's a mindset? First off, before we even talk about addiction, before we talk about changing anything, changing your opinion or not your opinion. I don't like that word at all. Your paradigm or, or your, your belief. Change your paradigm about the way you view a challenge. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I mean, uh, an obstacle or a fear. Change the way you're looking at that. Is that is the, the way? Yeah. To to embrace that. Because they say where your fear is, there's your purpose. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. And so I look forward to all these challenges. You know. The last dude that I fought, I was a 400-point underdog and 91% to get knocked out going to his hometown. So I look forward was to that. Was that the one in Minnesota? Yeah, the one that I knocked out in the first okay. round. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That was great. Yeah. I loved watching yeah, that. We saw that. <laughs> Congrats on that yeah. one, Your legs got a little wobbly, and I'm oh, like, he, oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't even yeah, know you, yeah. but Chris had told me about you, and I had this, like, Good feeling about you. Know, I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, and he roared back, and I was like, oh yeah. That lit a fire, though. He did drop me. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He hit hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that lit a fire, and it was uh, it was beautiful to put him to sleep. Yeah, it man. did. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I bet it did. Yeah. You know, there was something too, and just watching you in that fight, I had to keep replaying it because, you know, your behavior was just just so you. I thought this is this is the Adam that I know from the gym, yeah. you know that guy that's just a servant heart. Because at the end of it, you know you you picked him up, yeah. You kept throwing your arms up in the air and giving that victory away, yeah. You kept you know just it's not me. It's almost this looked like I could almost put a script to it that said this isn't me. This is just. This yeah. is that, you know, that will be done. Yeah. And you just went over and you helped him up. And it's just like, man, you know, that that is the heart of somebody that's in a flow and that isn't there fighting things. Mm -hmm. yeah. You just are. Well, you yeah. can tell a lot about a person by how he takes his victories. Mm. That's you serious know? sportsmanship yeah. that, yeah. You, that you have, man. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Thank you. I just remember being on my knees in prison, like literally like crying from my knees. Father God, give me another chance, please. And what I would do with that, you know, give all praise and glory to God. Yeah. Um, so to have even the opportunity to fight, to, to even be free, to breathe fresh air, to, I'm so grateful, you know what I mean? In, yeah. in, in every way. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in that, in that Joseph Campbell paradigm that I'm always, uh, Eluding to, not eluding to, I'm speaking into, mm. um, which is the hero's journey. 
you know, you got the separation, your boy leaves home, grows up, yada, yada, and then you got to go through your initiation right in the middle. Mm -hmm. And you got to, basically, I, I always like to think at the top of that initiation of our life, you, there's the cross. Mm -hmm. And you got to die, metaphorically die. The yeah. old version of you has to die. Absolutely. You know, the snake that cannot shed its skin must perish. Mm -hmm. That's Nietzsche. And... And Campbell quotes that, and you got to come through that. It's a fire, but you got to, yeah. as you said earlier, you got to pick up your cross and follow me. Yeah, it's a choice every single day. Mm -hmm. yeah, and I was grateful. Two twenty-two. I died in the flesh and was made new in the spirit. And praise God for that. Nice. That's beautiful. That's that beautiful. is beautiful. You know, it's funny too. I always quote that part that you know my my. That Jesus didn't say, pick up my cross and follow me. He said, pick up your. <laughs> Most people miss that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem with the world today. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, most people miss that. They yeah. think that it's just good enough if I yeah. say it. Yeah, few well, things. I'm going to outsource all this. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 We got a call right. center in India that's taking care of my soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm gonna put my responsibility on hold. You know, yeah. there's something else too in those two words: choice mm -hmm. and responsibility. Two more most powerful things, I think, to to navigate, help us navigate through this thing of addiction and addiction recovery. For me, was nobody can take my choice from me, yeah. but in order for me to really inhabit my choice. I got to take responsibility because there is this, this is nobody but me. The way I see the world, the what I put back out is my responsibility. Uh, it's not anybody's, you know, it's my choice what kind of day I'm going to have waking up every morning. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, everybody always asks, well, you know, how's your day? It's fantastic. Yeah. You know, don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. Because would I tell you anything other? I mean, nobody's going to take a good day from me. No. It's my choice. So we have to really, really grab that. Well, yeah, yeah. you do. And I mean, look at, I think of how many people I grew up with here that are dead, that have died from drugs, alcohol, stupid, right. stupid things. Right. You know? So you got to wake up every day and, you know, be like, I'm happy to be alive. It's a beautiful world and I can help someone somewhere, hopefully. Yeah. You know, some days I just feel like I have to help myself because I'm like in a dark spot. <laughs> We've discussed the dark well, spot yeah. a lot, you know, because sometimes it's it's hard. Like, yeah, you know, you just get overwhelmed, and you know, traumas come up. And we did the last podcast. We did this internal trauma. family system. Thing. Yeah, you have to like work with some of your things inside. And I was, I and I don't cry in front of men. It was rough. That was a good one. Yeah, was a good I haven't listened. I can't listen to that one because I don't want to do it again. But I am reading the Internal Family Systems book. There you go. That was, so, that was good. But it was, uh, you know, so, I mean, it's hard, right? Like, oh, yeah. Well, you know, the third phase to that, that, that journey after initiation is return. Mm. The return is the journey back home. I remember we were talking about that. Yep. And yeah. everybody, you know. And everybody's yeah. got their hand. I go, tell me your story. Yeah. What did you learn? What did you learn? You know? Yeah. I mean, that's, 
you know, we grew. I grew up in the darkness, right? Knowing violence and and so many bad things that my my father taught me. But we we go from the darkness, like we were talking about. Then we're shown the light. Then we're engulfed by the light to go back into the darkness and bring the people from the you know shine light into the darkness. And that's a beautiful part of the journey. You know, yeah, it's so much about though. that yeah. being the being that's the light. A- you know, you know it's, it's it, hard to be the light. It, it, it is. But you got to do it because there's so many people suffering in the darkness. And if you've made that journey out mm. and taken the the Joseph Campbell call, yes, call to the come, universe, coming back to yeah. so you. So you go in and you become the light, and you show the path and the path of hope and redemption. Yeah. It's much like uh, like. Like now that you've made it safely ashore from the shipwreck, you don't want to do it, but you got to swim back out and help others back ashore. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh God, this is just, I don't want to do this. No. Like you said, your responsibility. It is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. And see, that is a whole nother level of thinking right there, my friend. That's not for everybody because most people are satisfied. Right. on the beach and just right. it's nice and warm I'm yeah. staying here and let that bitch go down yeah. but no you you have the heart that says no I gotta go I gotta there's more yes. out there mm-hmm. so I'm I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna die trying amen because there was a reason that we were gonna die one way and I may as well die trying the other way let's go yeah you know <laughs> it's like it's life. Right. This, yeah. this it's becomes like a hero's a death. Yeah. This becomes a coward's death. Right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So I mean, you know, it's, what else are you gonna do? Yeah. What else are you gonna do? Yeah, this, I, mean, I think you crossed uh, the Rubicon or whatever, and you're like, it is. This, this is it. You know, I'm I'm dedicated to this path, and it's it's a righteous path, and I'm mm-hmm. gonna pull as many people be with me. As I can, and if if it kills me, it kills me. You yeah, know, I'll get my reward, right? Yeah. So, whereas it's not you know, like most people, are like you know, whatever. Like that day, I was telling you at the hospital, and the guy just needed a jump start, and no one would stop to help him. No one would help. Like he said, he'd been out there for two hours just holding jumper cables, and he goes car after car. It was like oh, right wow. where the exit is, and yeah. and I just and I was taking my mom to the hospital for some stuff, and I'm like. Walked by him. He's like, "Hey, man, is there a chance you can give me a jump start?" And I'm like, "Absolutely. Let me. I got to pick yeah. up my 90 year old mom, yeah. Yeah. and then bring her here." Yeah. And I said, "Mom, can we jump start this guy?" And she's like, "No one's helped him." And I said, "No." I go, "That's because no one wants to help. Like yeah. no, no one, one wants to yeah. like even in the smallest way." Yeah. yeah. I mean, little tiny yeah. things like that guy could have been three hours late to his job, gotten fired, his whole life could have gone right. off the rails <laughs> because no one had any compassion <laughs> to do something. It's just a tiny little decent yeah. act, well, you know, and it was right. partly maybe how he looked because he looked a little sketchy, right? Yeah. But who cares? I'm not to judge. Yeah. I've been sketchy. I've done some sketchy shit. We've all done sketchy <laughs> shit. <laughs> you know? So it's not like I'm going to be like, I mean, well, it, and it, so, and I know I'm not going to get, you know, the guy's not going to shank me. I just, I mean, I looked at him. He could just see like the sadness in him that no one was willing to help. Mm-hmm. Right? So you live in that state now. You're busy. Oh, yeah. Non-stop. You're always busy, nonstop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so, I mean, we start off in the morning. Uh, I do kickboxing personal training with Nine Round as well. And we're bringing in actually foundations and uh, celebrate recovery into the physical community as well to give them an outlet. Nice. Um, so we start there, 5.30 in the morning. Then I start and pour concrete. Then I train 
twice a day, plus my ministry and my Bible study. So it's nonstop from five to about nine p.m. every day. Yeah. You got a fulfilling life, though, man. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Oh, oh man. I change it for anything. That's awesome, dude. It's, I, I, I think too it's much. so beautiful when you can mix like your passion with your career. And yeah, that's living. Yeah, yeah. That's that living. is yeah. living, is, not work really at all. Is. Yeah. 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 That's, that's joy. That's yeah. a joyful. Yeah purposeful driven life mm -hmm. and you know we really appreciate the fact that you snuck us in because then we've been shooting text back for a, a couple of weeks <laughs> and you said oh on that day i gotta do a fundraiser yeah. for for kids after that and yeah. blah 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 so yeah. i'm just like man this guy he's he's yeah. he's busy well, i want to get you to the place i work to which Love is to. to our recovery center yeah. Um, yeah. up in Monument, that would just be fantastic. From there. Um, I know, and I know the folks would just <laughs> love to, to, so that they could actually maybe not think I'm a lunatic up there. They would say, okay, you know, well, this is, this is a, the, the sea, mm -hmm. the living, mm -hmm. you know, exactly this is what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, um, Damn it! I just lost my train of thought. Well, we're closing in on an hour, so we, yeah, we have a tradition, and oh, we know you got to go. My thought was that you're busy and that you probably had to go. I didn't yeah. want to take too much time. Uh, <laughs> so we have a podcast tradition, and, yeah. and I don't care who wants to start, but we do three gratitudes. Yeah. Every podcast, things we're grateful for. So uh, I always seem like I go first, and then I do like five. So I'm gonna go last. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, I can start it off. Yeah, start no that off. First, sobriety, 100%. Very grateful for you guys for allowing me to be on here. Yeah. And, man, uh, there's so many. Uh, grateful for the ministry because that encompasses a lot, the kingdom and everything engulfed in that. You know what I mean? I love it. So thank beautiful. you, guys. That's yeah. beautiful. beautiful. Amen. Awesome. Thank you. Amen to that. Croster, what you got there? You right? know, I, I'm going to grateful for sobriety. Sobriety was mine. You took that. Yeah. <laughs> you were your mind reading over there. You're yeah. in your flow state again. Um, it's sobriety, definitely. Every day I drive around town sometimes, and, and out of nowhere, I just think, God, none of this would be possible mm. if I was in my old old um, mind and body. But sobriety, definitely. I'm really grateful for you being here with us today. I'm grateful for the company that I keep, mm. which is really, really important to me. Because it has to be like-minded people around me on my days off work. You know, when I have my choice, I surround it with positive, like-minded people. Because I really just, you know, it, it's really draining with anybody that's less than fully being themselves. And uh, um, I'm just, uh, good God, always grateful for my health. Yeah. I'm always yeah, grateful for my good. health, man. Yeah. It's just, I feel on top of the world when I'm body, mind, and soul, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, man. Thanks again, Adam. Yeah, absolutely. I am grateful. I'm grateful for my health. You stole that from me, too, Crow. Bam! Lord. I am, um, yeah, I'm the healthiest I've ever been right now, and I'm very grateful that. I was able to escape obesity and not wind up with diabetes or 
a heart attack or anything like that. I just, I just, well, there's time still. Yeah, there's still, there's still time. Yeah. After the yeah, wedding, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, we'll see, we'll see how the decline goes. But I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm feeling good, and I'm, I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful. Um, I got a lot of self care stuff that I'm doing this week for myself, and I'm very grateful that I have the opportunity to do that and the resources that I need in order to make that happen. And I am super grateful that you're here today, Adam, and I'm grateful for like conversations like this because it really allows me to pull myself out of myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of and kind of sure. yeah. into service work a little bit. Yep. So that's yeah. yeah, that's a nice reboot because you know, it's yeah. been two weeks since we had one of these and I always look forward to it because you yeah. know, it's a good time. I don't really do anything. <laughs> yeah. Be a dog dad and work in cars. <laughs> so to me, you know, this is you're showing up in the world. Buddy. Yeah, you know, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and maybe we'll have a conversation where I can come volunteer and help you out. So yeah. in some way, I don't, you know, for sure. And, um, so things I'm grateful for. Uh, I'm grateful that you guys can help me put the lid back on the bus today. Hey, oh, yeah. yeah, there we go. <laughs> so I can get this thing on the road eventually uh i am grateful for my health even though it's not i'm not at the healthiest i've been um i'm really working on trying to get this all these pains i have from this back injury right so i just get on the floor with a thumper and stretch and try to get the pain because it's unbelievable you know i mean those nerves get pinched and everything gets tight and it's can be very uh, trying to go through this, and I've been a pretty good, I've been a pretty good, uh, very stoic about this injury since it happened two years ago. Um, mm -hmm. But the, there are certain days where I'm like, "Fuck this!" You know? <laughs> Why me? <laughs> you know? And this is a terrible thing to admit, but sometimes I see like people who don't take any care of themselves eat like crap big and fat smoking a cigarette and I'm like you could have given them a bad back and I could have not been a cripple yeah. and I know I'm not supposed to be worried but whatever but then I realize it, it's uh, my fate mm -hmm. and it's someone's will that this is what happened and it's trying to teach me something right amen and the third thing I'm grateful for is actual listeners. So I look at the data of where people are listening. So we've got someone in Tunisia, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, someone in Brussels who's listened to every episode. So thank you. Maybe more than one person. Yeah, thank you. And uh, Mandeville, Jamaica, which is great because one of my favorite concerts I ever saw back in the day was Peter Tosh. And <laughs> he did that cover of uh, Johnny B. Good where he talks about okay. Mandeville. So I was nice. like, as soon as I saw that, I said, well, there's, there's God speaking to all of us like yeah. Yeah. one of your favorite songs and hey, the one, don't we so, have a lot on the east coast as yeah well? yeah a lot of people on the east coast yeah, thank also. you guys um, thank you mm -hmm. yeah so it's beautiful that people are listening and we hope that uh, we can get the word to you and anyone that's struggling with suicidal thoughts oh, you know again seek help yeah um, know that there's a, a, a universe out there full of beautiful people that want to help you to become whole and that's kind of our goal and that's Adam's goal absolutely so, you're not alone yeah you're not mm -hmm. alone so Adam we want you to talk about Instagram where people can find you yeah so, uh, Instagram Adam B. Hill and the number 8 that's V-I-G-I-L number 8 um, unbreakableministries.com unbreakableministries.org uh, unbreakable.group and Facebook Adam B. Hill MMA 
Awesome. So if you cool. pretty much look up just very Unbreakable, cool. you're going to yeah. find Adam Beagle. Picture of me. Very cool. Adam, <laughs> yeah. That's very cool. And, Thank you. And for all yeah. the listeners, we do we do have our website up it and is going. functioning. Yeah, we have a functioning website right now. It is thelightermind.com. And we do have uh, some of the books that we reference on there. We have links to our podcast. We have links to all kinds of yeah. we'll good put, stuff we'll on there. We'll put a link to Adam's website. Um, too, so you get anyone that wants to get go through us to get to him, um, mm-hmm. reach out. Yeah, know. for sure. Yeah, thank this, you. Guys. This is a good spirit next to me here. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Right. Well, you can feel it, I love this guy. No, can you feel it? It's great. It's good. Well, good energy, man. Thank you so much for for joining us today, man. I know you're super busy, and thanks for taking time out of here. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. Really appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, thank you everyone for listening, and tune in to our next episode. All right, take care, everyone. All right, who's got the bowl? Kyle, pass me the bowl.